listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. There's a period of time you can fast, you can drink water, but your body needs to be replenished after it's pushed out all the toxins. It's the same with rehab. A lot of people go away to rehab and thank God, what a leg up. But it's not the answer in itself because you've got to come back home. You've got to live in society again. You've got to get a job. You've got to start working again. So what I'm saying is detox is great for a season, but now we need to realize we've got to live a life. We've got a life that has to be lived. And now what do we do? And that's what we want to help you with today. I want to help you so you can live the life, that you are living the life. Come on, say that with me, living the life. We're not talking about a life. Why? Because we're not serving a God. John 14 verse 6 says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I don't serve a God, I serve the God. I'm not following a way, I'm following the way, the life. God is everything. And God didn't die on a cross for me to to live a life. God died for me to live the life. What do I mean by that? The life that He created you and I to live. And so many of us are not living that. And I think we over-spiritualize so much. We're so super spiritual in so many areas where the gospel message is just really practical. It's practical. Practicality. The practical is where we live every day. Come on. Practical is where we work every day. Practical is where we eat with the family around the table. It's practical. It's not all... Come on. It's the practical life. So really, if you were with a fitness coach or someone today, they would say to you, okay, now we've cleaned you out. Now we're going to give you a maintenance plan. And that's what we're going to give every one of you today. We're going to give you a maintenance plan. Turn to 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23. It says this, Now may the God of all peace make you holy in every way. You can say amen to that. That's good. Your whole spirit, soul, and body. Notice every part of you, your soul, your spirit, and your body. God says, I want to make you whole. I want to make you whole. And that they would what? Be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. What does it tell us there? That God is able to keep the work that we've done this month. That we're able to keep that. We don't have to slip back and fall back into addiction again. Come on now, do I hear an amen? We don't have to slip back into those old ways of doing things because God says He can keep my body, soul, and spirit. And you've got to see that today. God can keep us. Come on, those wrong mindsets, those wrong words. Man, we're leaving them behind and we can keep on keeping on. We can keep taking steps 
forward in our lives and not just for today. You see, every time we preach a series, I don't want you just to leave the series and then go to something else. I want us to take what we've learned and our lives changed and now we add to it the next and we add to it. Come on, this isn't the time to get rid of that. Oh, let's work on something else. We're still working on that other thing and allowing God to keep that in every one of our lives. John Maxwell, who's an incredible leader that we have in the church world and business world, but John Maxwell teaches a leadership principle called the rule of five. The rule of five. And I want to take that thought today into every one of our lives. So here's how the rule of five works in our lives. Just say in your garden, in your backyard, you've got a tree. That's the best tree that we could come up with. Luke, help me with that. Thank you very much. But what the thought is and what the idea is this. If you need to cut down that tree, what you need to do is this. You take an axe and five times... And one day, you hit that tree, and then you put the axe down, and you walk away. But you know what? The next day, you go back, and you take the same axe, and just five times, you put it down, you walk away. Then the next day, you go back five times. That was three. There you go. Here's the thought. What's going to eventually happen? Come on, help me out, everyone. It's not a trick question. What is going to eventually happen? The tree's going to come down. Now, depending on how thick and thin it is, it may take a little bit longer. But it's going to come down. It's going to come down. You see, what we've got to see today is this. It's not what we do all day, but it's what we do Every day. Come on, it's not what we do all day, but it's what we do every day. You see, this tree can symbolize many things in our life. For some of us, it may be addiction. It may be a struggle that we're going through in our lives. That cycle of addiction, I don't have time, but for many people, they're like, oh, I'm good and everything's good. But there's a cycle. If we don't deal with it, we're going to find ourselves right back. For some of you, that tree may be the dream that you have in your life. It may be a goal. It may be a plan. For some of you, that tree may be a sickness in your life. Maybe your children not saved. There's so many things that that tree can symbolize in every one of our lives. So the rule of five says this. We've got to develop a successful activities in our life every day that what? Is going to work its way away against that tree. Not all day, but every day. You see, the problem with many of us is this. We go out in the yard and we're boom, boom, boom. And we're trying to defeat those things and take them down all in one day. And what happens? We exhaust ourselves. It doesn't happen. And then we feel so defeated. We feel so deflated. And then guess what? Bad God. Come on, let's just be real. Bad God. I guess I missed God. No, he's not a bad God. You just got bad maintenance in your life. You're just doing things the wrong way. You see, salvation is immediate. What God does in salvation is immediate. But there's a sanctification period. And that's when God refines us and cleans us up. And that's not something that always happens immediately. In fact, 
many times it happens over a period of time. And I just want to be clear from the get-go today. The message I'm preaching today is this. Not that you're going to earn your salvation. Because there is nothing that you can do to earn your salvation. The sin debt that was upon every one of our lives was too high for any of us to pay. That's why we needed Christ, who came to this earth once and for all to die, to pay the price for the freedom of you and I, that we can be free. But listen to me, as a result of salvation, works happen. Come on, we do the right things as a result of salvation. I hope you're talking to your spouse better. Come on, as a result of salvation, I hope you're putting your shopping cart back at the grocery store. As a, as, a, as, a, as a result of salvation. Why? Because salvation produces results because it changes you. But listen to me, results don't produce salvation. Salvation produces the results. The Bible tells us that in James 1 verse 17. It says, it says this, Sorry, thus by faith itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith with itself, if it does not have works, is dead. You see, works are the evidence of our salvation, not the cause of our salvation. What's the vision statement of our church? Our our church goes like this. Are you ready? Life starts, love happens, and purpose is revealed. That's the plan. That's the vision of our church. What is that, pastor? Life starts only when we know Jesus. That's salvation. Because then love begins to happen. What are we talking about love? That all of a sudden things that have been lost in our life are now restored. That things have been put back right again. That a freedom comes to our life that we haven't had. Come on, that begins to happen inside of us. Then what? There's a purpose, and that purpose is twofold. Listen to me. I discover my purpose, and then secondly, I use it to make a difference in the life of someone else. And what am I talking about today? I'm talking about life starts through knowing Jesus. We know that. But then there's the love and the purpose that needs to be walked out every day in our lives. Proverbs 17, 24 from the Good News Bible says this. An intelligent person aims at wise actions, but a fool starts off in many directions. Let me say that again. An intelligent person aims at wise action, but a fool starts off in many directions. That's like a lot of us. We've got no aim and no purpose in our lives. We're just kind of here, there and everywhere. We're doing this one moment because that's the latest fad. And then we're over here doing. We've got to have a focus and an aim in our life. You see, in order for the rule of five to work, they said there are essential elements that need to happen in our life. The first one is this. We've got to be intentional. You've got to be intentional. That's my word for 2017. I try to bring a word every year for myself personally. And I made a determination this year I was going to be more intentional. You see, they, they say this, the road to hell is paved with many a good intention. A lot of us have a lot of intention, but no intention. <laughs> what do I mean by that? We, we're going to get to that, but we never get to it. Right. Being intentional says, I don't just think about it, I'm going to do it. And that's what we've got to develop every day, because we can be sit back and say, man, I'm going to go to crossroads maybe one day. I'm going to give my life to Christ maybe one day. I'll maybe start tithing one day. A good intention but we've got to be intentional 
with that. I just know this, you'll never fluke your way into a success. It has to be intentional. What? Doing something, not all day, but every day. Every day. Here's the next one. Are you ready? You've got to be practical. You've got to be practical. What do I mean by being practical? You've got to have the proper practice. Because I can take a baseball bat all day long, and I can hit a tree, and I can hit a tree, and I can hit a tree. How many knows a tree ain't going to come down with a baseball bat? But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get sore hands. I'm going to be wore out. And I think for so many of us in life, we're practicing doing the wrong thing. We've got the wrong tool in our hand, and therefore we're getting frustrated. Oh, I'm doing something. Yeah, you're exhausting yourself. And not doing what God has called you to do. Come on, we've got to engage in the proper practice. So I've got to be intentional, have the proper practice in my life, being practical. And then here's the third one. You ready? I've got to be consistent. Which is many of our downfalls. We're good at starting something, but then we drop off. So many people are not consistent in their life. And here's the key to being consistent. Are you ready? Find something that's not hard. And find something that's easy to do. Come on, something that's not time consuming. We're going to show you some things today that you don't have to do all day. But you just have to do, come on, help me out. Each day. Every day. Every day. And it's amazing how just adding a few things. Here's the fourth one. Are you ready? Expect results. You've got to expect results. Why do we do what we do? Because results happen. Come on, results are going to come. You've got to begin to believe that. As you are intentional, you practice the right thing, you're consistent with that, results are going to happen. That's why I stand up and preach every week, because results happen. Things happen when we apply life to our lives and apply change. We will see results and we learn to live the life. Because a daily discipline will bring lasting results. So I want to give you the detox five rule today. Is that okay? And just before we do that, let me give you one more scripture. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I'm just reminding you again that God has to be the one that helps us in everything that we do. Come on, God above everything needs to be the practice we perform. Why? Because when our spiritual life is where it needs to be, everything else in our body will fall in line. Do you believe that? Come on, when your spiritual temperature is hot, your relationship with your wife's a whole lot better. The way you speak to your kids is better because our spiritual life, so we've got to seek God for that spiritual well-being in our lives and promise that what? Everything else will be added to you. So here's what you need to do every day. The first swing of the axe that you need to do every day is this. Are you ready? Acknowledge And thank God. How simple is that? I told you it's a practical message. That doesn't have to be long. It can be just a simple, God, I'm nothing without you. God, I'm nothing without you. God, thank you for everything you've given me because I don't deserve it. But God, I acknowledge you that you're great. And God, I just want to tell you right now, thank you. Two of the most powerful words that we can pray and say is thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What does that allow us to live? It allows us to live with an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude is so powerful. So many people today are so ungrateful. 
oh man, that's all you gave me. We've had people before that have come here and needed help and have had nothing. And we've given them help and they look and say, man, that's all you're going to give me? And I'm like, man, goodness, we don't have to give you anything. You should be thankful for what you've got. And so many times in our lives, we want more. We're living in a society now that everyone's got more of everything. So we should have the same. You've got to be so careful that you don't allow that to infiltrate your life, that you become so unthankful, because when you're unthankful, you'll never appreciate everything that you've got. And I'm telling you right now, instead of grumbling and complaining about what you haven't got, you better be thankful you didn't get what you deserve. Because every one of us deserve a whole lot less. My grandfather used to say these words every time he preached. He said these words, to a thankful heart, a double portion comes. To a thankful heart, a double portion comes. Listen to Romans 1.21 and I'll prove that to you. Romans 1.21 really talks about the fall of man in some ways. Just how man wandered away and, and was given over to his own vile passions and lusts that we see around us, in us, every day. But look at one of the reasons the Bible gives why man turned away from God. Romans 1.21, although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful. Nor were they thankful. But they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. New Living Translation says they wouldn't worship Him or even give thanks to God. I'm telling you, that's an essential element for our lives, that every day we need to give thanks to God. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, in everything give thanks. You want to know the will of God? Here it is. It said, because in everything give thanks for this is what? Being thankful. This is the will of God for you. Come on, the will of God for you is to live a thankful life. Notice it says in everything, not for everything. Big difference. Come on, I can be in a sickness and I'm not giving thanks to God for the sickness. But in the midst of the sickness, I can still give thanks for the fact that He's my healer. Come on, I'm not thanking God for the sickness, but I'm thanking Him that He is what? Still my healer and able to help my life. Look at your life. I mean, really, look at your life. You have so much to be thankful for. When you came to church today, you had a choice of what to wear. It may have not been as much of a choice as you wanted, but you had a choice. And just the fact you got clothes, we're thankful for that. Amen. Uh, But we've got so much to be thankful for. I don't think any of you walked to church today. You've got so much to be thankful for. Actually, David walked, but he lives next door. Thank God for his apartment next door. He's got so much to be thankful for. There's a story of a king in Africa. And this king in Africa had his best friend. And his best friend always said these words to anything and everything that went on. This is good. He would always end. It was like the period of everything that he said. This is good. One day, this best friend was out with the king and they were hunting and he had loaded the king's rifle and somehow loaded it wrong and the king shot and as a result, the gun backfired and it blew off the king's thumb. And he turns to his friend and his friend says, this is good. The king said, this ain't good. And he threw his friend in prison where he forgot him. About a year later, the story goes, that the king was out in a remote area, knowing it was dangerous. And while he was out there hunting, he was caught by cannibals. 
who grabbed a hold of him, who tied him to a stake, and they were then about to kill him and eat him till they noticed he had no thumb. They were very superstitious and they wouldn't eat anything that was completely whole. So they cut him and they let him go. Immediately into the king's mind came the fact, oh, I forgot my friend. How could I have been like that? And as soon as the king got back, he took his friend out of prison and the friend came to him and the king told the story and the friend said, well, this is good. And the king said, well, how is that good? He said, because if you hadn't have thrown me in prison a year ago, I would have been with you today. (laughs) This is good. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, this is good. This is good. Psalms 145 verse 1 and 3. And notice we're giving you tons of scripture because even though it's practical, it's biblical. And you've got to hear this, Psalms 145, 1 through 3. I will extol you, I will exalt you, O my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day. Come on, not all day, but every day. I will bless you and I will praise your name forever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I love how Pastor Chris Hodges says, I love this statement. Look at this. The secret to having everything is to believe that you already do. Isn't that great? The secret to having everything is to believe and live in a way that you already do. So what do we do in every day? We're taking that axe and every day we're swinging it once and say, God, I acknowledge you today. God, I cannot do it without you, but God, thank you. Thank you that you love me. Come on, a thankful attitude will change everything. Second thing, you ready? Second act swing of the day. Talk to God. Talk to God. I could have put down there pray, but I don't want it to become religious because I want it to be exactly what it is because praying is talking to God, but so many times we don't think of prayer as talking to God. We think of it as a religious, what? Practice that I need to engage in. Just talk to God. Share with Him. One of my favorite scriptures on prayer, you know it, Psalms 145, 18. The Lord is near. He's close to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in what? Truth. I'm having a bad day, God. I'm being truthful. I'm not saying, God, I love you, because right now I'm struggling, God, because I don't think you're very loving to me. So God, I'm being honest. I'm being truthful to you. And what does the Bible say? God's not repelled by that. God's not pushed away by that. God's brought in by that because God wants us to talk to him just like we would to our friends. To have that relationship with him and just to talk. Come on, you've got to pray to God your way. Freestyle prayer. Look at it back. We preached about that. You don't have to pray long prayers. You don't have to have big posh words. Someone once said this. He ain't English. You don't have to pray, thou with Lord, thou and this and this. Just pray. God, I don't know what to say, God. Could be one of the best prayers that you say. God, I don't know what to say, but I need you. That's a prayer that God will hear. I said, that's a God prayer that God will hear. I love this from verse Psalm 68, verse 19. It says, praise be to the Lord, to our God and Savior, who daily bears our burden." What does it say? It doesn't say who hears our long, elaborate prayers. 
who, who sees us on our knees with our hands crossed. He hears our burdens. He bears our burdens. Come on, talk to God. Bear your burdens to the Lord. You see, the problem today is not how we pray. The problem is whether we pray or not. And every day, it's not all day, but every day, you need to have a prayer time where you talk to God. It can be five minutes a day. It could be 15. Whatever it is, it includes God into your life. You know why I love prayer too? Because it puts my life into perspective. Because I have to be reminded I ain't in charge. He is. And I'm coming to the one who is able to do infinitely more than I could ever imagine in my wildest dreams. Jesus prayed. Did you know that? Jesus prayed. The indication from Scripture is daily He prayed. And I think there's three things that we see from the life of Jesus and what we can see and need to be in our lives when it comes to prayer. Number one, are you ready? We need to have a certain time. I think it's good to set on your calendar a certain time on your day, just a time where, God, I'm just going to be with you. Again, if it's just for five minutes, set that time. Psalms 5 verse 3 says, My voice shall be heard in the morning, O Lord. I will direct you and I will look up. To you, Come on, I'm going to direct my voice to you. I'm going to look up to you in the morning. I, I, I love to start the day in prayer. Whatever time it may be for you, have a time of prayer. Here's the second thing. Have a certain place of prayer. When I pray, I like to walk and pray. In fact, I normally walk the dog in the morning and, and I'll be out. I, I want you to know I was out this morning at 5.30 this morning. I get up every Sunday morning at 5.30 and walk and pray. And I prayed for you today. I want you to know that. I prayed for you. I pray for you nearly every day. Why? Because I believe in the power of prayer. But have that certain place of prayer. Maybe it's in your car driving to work. For some people, it's a prayer closet. Maybe it's your literal closet that you go in and you pray. Wherever that may be, come on, develop a place. Mark 1, verse 35. Now in the morning, having risen long before it was daylight, Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place. He got away from everyone else to that place. And he began to pray. Come on, pray to God. However that looks, have a place of prayer. And then there's a third area, and that's have a certain plan with your prayer. How am I going to pray? What do I need to pray for? Go up with a prayer list of things that you believe in God for in your life. You know, when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he gave them Luke eleven two 2 verse 4, which is the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. Why did he give it to him? It's a prayer guide. He didn't say repeat it as a religious prayer like man has done today. And if you pray that prayer, God will hear that prayer. But God gave it as a guide. Because there's actually seven steps to that prayer. The first one is this, relationally. Our Father, which art in heaven. Come to Him as Father. The second thing is this, worship His name. Come on, there's power in the name of Jesus. He's my healer. He's my strength. He's my rock. He's my fortress. That's the name of Jesus. Begin to speak the name into every area of your life. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Pray His agenda first. God, I want your will for my life, for this nation, for this world. And then what? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Get your heart right with first God and then other people. Come on, it's your time to repent if there's things. God, is there things that separate me? God, I ask for forgiveness. Second or six, engage in spiritual 
warfare. Come on, get aggressive with this. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me. Come on, God. Give me your protection today. Help me to overcome this. Help me to be victorious in everything I do. And then lastly, express your faith in God's ability. For yours is the kingdom. For yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. God, you've got it taken care of. Come on, I, I always start my prayer with a time of thanks. I, I just praise God for but that moment while I'm walking, probably about 10 minutes of it, I'm just saying, thank you, Jesus. I love you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercies. I maybe sing sometimes. The dog enjoys it. No one else probably does, but the dog does. Just begin to sing worship. I then pray for my family every day, for my children. I pray that God would touch them. I pray for our church and that God would lead us and guide us. I pray for myself as a pastor that God would help me. Come on, have that prayer guide in your life. Come on, what are we doing today, every day? It's not that we're doing it every, all day, but we're making sure that we're doing it every day. Here's the third one. Are you ready? Got to get on with the message. Read and submit to God's Word. Notice I didn't just say read God's Word. Read and what? Submit to God's Word. Too many of us just read the Bible just to check the list and say, done it. We just read the Bible just to say, hey, I've done it. You've got to read the Word of God so it will read your life. Because the Word of God is living and powerful, the Bible says, and it's alive. So as we read the Word, it wants to be alive to us. It wants to challenge us. It wants to correct us. It wants to encourage us. It wants to build us. If you don't believe that, how many in here have ever been discouraged and down and you just opened the Bible and all of a sudden something just dropped out of the page at you? Come on, it jumped and it hit you and you're like, wow. It just fed your spirit and it gave you the food that you needed to go through. You see, here's the problem with so many of us. And here's what I'll tell you today. Don't fit God's Word into your life. You fit your life into God's words. Because we want to take Scriptures and we want to justify our behaviors. Well, no, we don't fit it into what we think and what we do. We've got to fit our lives into what God says very clearly from Genesis all the way through Revelations. And we live in a society today where everyone wants an interpretation. Well, what do you think that means? Everyone wants to interpret all these things, but how do they interpret it? They look at it through the lens of their own sin many times. They interpret it through what they want it to say. So therefore, they make it fit them and then they feel good about it. Come on, it's not about interpretation, but it's about submission. And submitting your life to God's Word. Joshua 1 verse 8, he says these words as Joshua is about to lead the children of Israel. He says, here's what I need in my life. Parents, here's what you need. Young people, this is what you need. He says, the book of the law, God's Word shall not depart from my mouth, but I shall meditate on it day and night, so I may observe to do all that is written in it. For then, God says, I will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Come on, you read the Word of God every day. Not all day. 
And God says, what? I will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. If you're not amen in this, try this one. Psalms 1 verse 1 through 3 says this. Blessed is the man or the woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the word of God. Come on right now. And in the word he meditates day and night. You shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. In its season. That don't mean you're going to bring forth fruit all the time. And you've got to be reminded of that. There's times in your life where your season is not for fruit, but the season is that which will produce more fruit in your life. But it goes on, whose leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Come on, you want to see prosperity, blessing, future in your life. You want to start living the life. You want to break free from the past and see the victories of God in your life. Take that axe in your hand and say, not all day, but every day, God. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to read your word. Come on, sign up for our daily devotions. We make it easy for you. If you haven't got those, every day we have a reading plan that we send out via email. You can get it on the website. But every day through the course of a year, I took a daily scripture and a portion and I write a devotion every day from that particular day that can help your life. It's free. Access that. So what are we talking about today? Every day. Thank you, God. I'm nothing without you. God, thank you for just everything you've done. God, God, I'm just going to come to you and I'm I'm just going to pray and I'm going to give you all my burdens and all my cares and all my concerns. God, I'm going to just read your word, even if it's just a verse. God, speak to me through your word. Number four today. The next swing for our life is this. Come on, we've got to maintain meaningful relationships. Turn to someone around you and say, we need each other. Come on, we need each other. One thing I've discovered is this. We don't just need each other. We need the right other. Not the wrong other. Amen. We've had a lot of wrong others in our lives that have steered us the wrong way. We need the right other in our lives. Each day I need people in my life that will take me to Jesus. I love the story of the man who was paralyzed and he was laying there and Jesus had come to their town. But there was no way in himself that he could go. But the Bible says four of his friends come and grabbed him and they took him. I want some people that will take me to Jesus. I don't want people who are going to take me to the mall and take me to the movies and take me here. And that's okay to do that. But I want some people when I'm in need, they're going to take me to Jesus. And you know what I love about those friends? When they got to the door, the Bible says it was full. And so many friends would say, well, forget that. Let's go home. At least we tried. No, a real friend says, hold on a second. There has to be another way. I want people who are looking for another way. And listen, the other way they chose cost them something. You don't rip a hole in someone's roof without costing you something. But they were willing to say, I'm going to pay for whatever it takes because I'm a real true friend. James 5 verse 6 says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. Come on, it's not just confessing, it's praying. It's joining together that you may be what? Healed. What a blessing that we see there because the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So many people say, all I need is Jesus. We see from that verse, there's more that we need. Come on, all I need is Jesus in my life. No, you know what? You need more than Jesus. 
And don't get me wrong, you need Jesus for salvation, but you need friends to help you walk out that salvation in your life. You need people around you that's going to help you in your life, that you can confess your faults and your shortcomings to, that they can pray with you, that we can see freedom and healing come. If you don't believe me, then look what Jesus says in Genesis 2 verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to. And God gave him a helpmate, not a lead weight. (laughs) Iron sharpeneth iron, the Bible says, but lead will take you to the bottom. Hebrews 3.13, the NIV says, be encouraged or but encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. If I want to stay on the right path, I need to have the right friends around me. And in the fall, we're going to be doing some really exciting things that we're just so excited about that's going to really help you with just developing greater relationships and connections. And I'm telling you, I'm here today because of the people I surround myself with. Past, present, and I'm telling you, future. I've chosen to put the right people in my life. Growing up, I had the right people. I I was brought up in church, but I could find the wrong things to do. I was a young man. There was a lot of wrong things to do, but I found the right people who would keep me doing the right things. And we strengthened each other and we encouraged each other. Come on, you've got to swing the axe. I've got to maintain the proper friendships in my life each and every day. Not all day, but every day. So where are we? Acknowledging God. Thank you. God, I'm just praying. I'm in your word, God. I'm building proper friendships, maybe just a text or just, but I'm connecting with the right people. And number five, I'm surrendering my life to God. Every day, God, not my will, but yours. Some people have asked, well, pastor, why do you lift your hands in worship? Number of reasons, but the greatest one, I believe, is a sign of surrender. Another one can be this. Hey, I'm over here, God. Can you help me? (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, we lift our hands as a sign of surrender. 1 Corinthians 15, 31, Paul says these words mixed in all of that. Notice what he says at the end. I die daily. The biggest problem that I have in my life is that I choose not to die daily. I need to surrender my life to God every day. God, it's not what I want, it's what you want. God, I've tried this and I've done this and God, I've gone the wrong way. But God, now I need your help and I need your strength. Luke 9, 23 and 24. Jesus said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross, what? Daily. Notice every scripture that we've quoted today has every day or daily in it. Take up his cross daily. And follow me. For whoever desires to save his life must first lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it, will find it. Come on, let's just be honest today. To die to yourself is not easy. One of the biggest struggles we have in our life is pride. I can do it my way. I'll do it. God, you've blessed me with that and now I'm going to use it how I want. Come on, we've got to kill pride. We've got to die daily. Something about a sacrifice that's dead. Can't speak. Come on, can't reason. It can't fight. you just got to lay your life down and say, God, I surrender everything to you every day in my life. I trust you each and every day in my life. Why? Because God, 
Not all day, but every day. Every day, I'm going to trust you. Practical message. But I'm telling you right now, I believe these are five key truths that you apply to your life every day. It will change your life because it will completely change your perspective on how you see life. Because now you'll start seeing it through God's ways. And instead of seeing, oh, that's not good, you'll be able to say, this is good. This is good. God, you're in this. You're blessing. And whatever it may be, look, we maybe didn't get the tree down today. I should have done it right-handed instead of left. We maybe didn't get the tree down today, but you know what? Every day, every day, every day, we're going to keep coming back and we're going to make it with Jesus. Come on, can you stand to your feet all over this place today and just bow your heads as you stand. The rule of five, find that tree. And every day, go out and take five hits. Not all day. Come on, help me out. But every day. To Heavenly Father, we just pray today that you would speak into every one of our lives. God, some things that we've laid down this month, God, through this detox, God, our thoughts, our words, just some deceptfulness, God. God, we've laid them down. And God, now our prayer is this, God, that you would help us every day to maintain. Because God, your word says that we are kept by you. God, you keep your promises. Your promises, God, are yes and amen. And God, we thank you that you are faithful to do. But God, will we be faithful to do? Will we be faithful to do? Just as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Is there anyone here today that can say, I can do that message? Come on, is there anyone here today that can say, I can do that message? Come on, put your hand up. Is there anyone that can say, I can do that? I can do that. It's practical. I can do it. Put your hand down. Is there anyone here that thinks you can't do that? I'm telling you, you can. You can. And it's not taking hours and hours every day. It's not all day, but it's just making room every day. God, I thank you. I praise you. I bless you. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I wonder today if there's someone here that for the very first time you've heard a message that's brought hope to your life. You've heard something that you've never perhaps heard before, that God loves you and that you're special to Him. Come on, we want to pray with you today. We want to believe God with you today. And if that's you today, I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. You you need Christ in your life. You're just not sure if everything's right, but you want to make it right with God. I want to pray with you today. Is there anyone that I can pray with today that would say, thank you, sir? Come on, is there anyone else that's going to join this young man and say, yes, 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 I'm going to give my life to Christ. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else today? Sir, would you come forward? And anyone else that's lifted your hand, I want you to come forward today. Come on, we're going to have someone stand with you. Come on, you're not stand alone. Come on, let's praise the Lord in this house. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Wonderful. Is there anyone else today and you say, Pastor, pray for me. Pray for me. Come on, we're making it right with God. We're making it right. Would you pray with me and 
Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've heard my cry today. And dear Jesus, I make a commitment right now that today is different. It's a new beginning. It's a fresh start for my life. And I'm not going back. I'm trusting you. I'm living for you. I'm serving you. In Jesus' name. Amen. would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.